0: Cyril, what a beauty!
1: G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. I'm Lick Dog and today I am joined by the wonderful Damo, co-host of the mailbag, which is going wonderfully by the way. Get your questions in and make sure you listen. Demo! How are you and how's the pod?
0: It's going well. We've had um we've had Ben, we've had Swizz from Supercoach Insider, we've had DR from Supercoach with DR who has a nice little YouTube series going on at the moment. Um the preseason's is off and running and I mean starting the mailbag this season in the preseason has has been a big hit. People asking lots of questions to try and get their 2023 20, teams underway and um I think people just want the season to start. People are making all these moves now and making all these what if scenarios, and they just want to see the preseason games and get the season underway and get their team locked into place so they can fix any stupid decisions that they made in the preseason as quick as possible, knowing what, what they know from the first couple of games.
1: It's exciting stuff. It's been an exciting preseason so far. So we'll do a little bit of pluggage here. You can go to the website, jockreynolds.com. Dot au. On the homepage, there's a thing called Supercoach 2023 Preseason Directory, which links to all of our preseason content. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff here, demo There's the cheapies guide, the mid-pricer guide. The 2022 scoring breakdown is probably my one of my favorite tools that Baron Von Crow creates at the start of every season. It breaks down. The season into chunks, thirds, and finals. Um, it's got win loss splits for players. It's got basically all the information you need to see who starts strong, who started, uh, who ended the season on fire. It's got positional plays. Like just go there, download that. It's got all your information. Demo, you did some stuff on Ruck splits. We've got all the mailbags, the podcast uh, that Patch and I did the other day it was a video. This one is going to be a video again as well, assuming the internet works. Uh, got a bunch of stuff, but some exciting things. A couple of new riders on board, which has been the really, really exciting uh, event of the off-season. So we've had JG join the riders. He's done a couple of pieces, but his most recent one, demo Switching Places, he reviewed all 54 players, gave them a rating out of 10 for classic and draft uh, relevance and a little write-up about every player, and it's
0: bloody awesome. Yeah, great to have him on board. He's done some work in the past through different websites and we're happy to have him on board. And he actually reached out to us wanting to get back involved and I'm glad he's chosen us to, you know, put his wisdom on a page.
1: No, nah, he's done very well. And I also want to share out a new recruit who joined us the same way you can if you're interested in he listened to the podcast a couple of weeks ago where we said if you want to write some content you want to get your name on some paper and have some people read it send us a note well brendan did that he sent us a note and he started a series of draft content he's ranked his top 100 midfielders and his top 100 defenders so far and again the amount of content packed into this article is just amazing the effort uh, that go- has gone into it is is really super impressive so if you're interested in draft or you want to just see – it doesn't even have to be draft. If you want to see the rankings of the, full, uh, the defenders or the midfielders this year, jump on the website, go to that directory, or find the top 100 articles. Just awesome work from Brendan.
0: Great to have him on board. Nice to have someone doing some draft content for us. We have been asking for it. We have been meaning to do it, but nice to have Brendan actually following through with it.
1: And finally, two more plugs. Uh, the JR team has again joined forces with the Herald Sun to produce a series of preseason articles which go across all their mastheads and code sports. Demo, your first piece, uh, which you did with Clarkie, went up on the Herald Sun, the L-Plater guide. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so... Clarkey led the led the way on that one, actually. So I I jumped in and gave him a bit of a hand with it. Um, we talked about what kind of players to pick, the buy-arounds, how the trades work, the trade boosts, all those sorts of things. We talked about leagues. If you're a first-time player and you're still trying to work out how things go, head on to the Herald Sun or Code Sports and track down that L-plate guide. We tweeted it out from our Twitter account if you're looking for it and still can't find it. But, yeah, it was uh, interesting to do that again and great opportunity to for um, for us from the Herald Sun.
1: And then the other piece, and this one you'll know well from last year, is the pre-season rumour roundup, which will be a regular feature this preseason. The first one started with a bang. Myself and Foz Daddy, Matty Forrest, uh, went through, gave a bit of a summary of all the keynotes from every single club Uh during this preseason to date. So, there's a few rookies there we mention, a few injuries we talk about, just all the goss that you need to know, all the role changes. So, head over to our Twitter feeds and find those articles. They'll also be b- embedded in the uh, post below this on the website. That's the plugs. Now, Demo, we're going to talk about this week's topic, which is I mean, it's an excuse for us to talk about free agency for this offseason, but we're going to look, try and find some players who are free agents this year in their contract year that might put in a little bit of extra effort, give you an extra couple of super coach points throughout the year community.
0: We love talking about player movement, so it's always good to have a look at these sorts of lists and see which player might play a little bit above themselves to search for that bit of a payday.
1: So there's 103 players on the list that are eligible right now. We will read through the list as we go. We're not going to talk about every player because a lot of these are – delisted free agents, players that have previously been delisted, so are now automatically free agents whenever they come out of contract. A lot of them aren't going to have relevance, but there is some actually interesting names. And if you buy into the thought that a player's scoring output increases in their contract year, uh, I know Patch, who can't be here to defend himself, doesn't, but then I said, what about Jake Stringer? And he stopped talking to me. Uh, if you believe in that, this might give you just a little bit of juice to, to find some extra players. So let's just get straight into it, Demo. And uh, this list is from the AFL website. The article went up yesterday, that which was the first of February, two thousand and twenty-three. So Adelaide, Tyler Brown, who's a delisted free agent, we won't need to talk about him. Matt Crouch, Damo, I don't think he's going to get an opportunity in the Adelaide Crows team to improve his average, but he's a prime candidate.
0: He's definitely someone who could start the year off with a bang in the Sandful, find himself earning selection at some point and then having a great end to the season and then finding himself on the end of a few offers even from Adelaide themselves. So he's one that we could definitely have a look at. I don't think his super coach relevant though and just looking at the Adelaide list, I don't know if anyone else in that is really relevant either unless people want to have a throw up the stumps for Tom Duday.
1: Yeah, Tom Duday is probably the only one that's kind of relevant. Andrew McPherson, if he can get fit, he's uh, essentially rookie priced. And one we talked about preseason as potentially being that senior body that could play in that team. Uh, He's 155K, did have an injury preseason, so he might be a mid-year option for us. Paul Seedsman won't play. Rory Sloan, no super coach relevance. And Taylor Walker, I mean, we say no (laughs) no relevance, but he, he did, the last two years, he has been very bloody good. All right, demo. Let's jump into uh, Brisbane now. Nakaya Cocker, two delisted free agent, no relevance there. Dara Dara Joyce got signed as a supplementary selection period player. No relevance there. Ryan Lester, no. Reese Matheson, Reese the shotgun, Matheson the super sub. He will be the sub every game this year. No relevance there.
0: Uh, he seems to fit into Molden midfielders where pre like. Six six years ago, these types of midfielders were what people were trying to base their midfields around. And now people want more the athletic types, the players that can play in different positions because of the interchange cap and the way the game has progressed. But that doesn't mean there's not a spot for him. He could end up somewhere and be that Luke Dunstan or... Um, Jager O'Meara or you know that sort of player that you bring in to beef up a midfield or to give you some insurance rather than a key pillar in your um lineup
1: yeah, I think I think, look he he's a forward uh, midfielder who can go forward and, and apply tackle pressure he makes the most of the games he does play in a super great sense six games last year for an average of 90.2 like I, I actually quite like Reese the shotgun Matheson as a, as a prospect but he still needs to break into the Brisbane team to be relevant this year. Certainly, one to watch next year, particularly if he doesn't play.
0: Your man Daniel Rich is also on this list. Could, should we select him in Supercoach because he might have a career? So the Brisbane faithful, inside and outside, that he that he's still got it and and, the, and can play and deserves a, a nice bit of pocket money.
1: Look, I, I love Daniel Rich. He's going to be in that best 22. I've heard some some people suggest that he might get phased out, but he's got essentially one still killer, sk- killer skill at the moment that he wields, and that's that boot. He's got a great role kicking out of uh, taking kick-ins and using his uh, kicking ability to get the ball into attack from defence. 2021, which was the year of Daniel Rich, you'll remember I pushed for him hard all year long was not allowed to select him, averaged 107. Then last year, averaged 96.5. Look, I reckon, I don't think he's having a career best year. In fact, he's going to be pushing hard. He wants a flag. He's older. Uh, I don't think there's a suggestion he'll retire this year. Maybe he could. Career year? He has to beat 107, which he set two years ago. (sighs) I think he can improve on his average of 96.5 from last year. I don't think he can exceed an average of 107.
0: That's fair. He's not in my team, but...
1: Jeez, he's always tempting me.
0: He's always tempting me. For more reasons than one... (laughs) I don't think there's anyone else worth talking about at Brisbane, but there's a name...
1: I actually would like to just ask you one about Dane Zorko. Now... I know we think he's injury prone. He still managed to play nineteen games last year, only averaged eighty two point three. Apparently, he's the like he's slimmed down. I believe it's the the fittest he's been. you know, like all preseason, it's the fittest he's been in a long time. But we're not that far removed from him averaging one hundred and nine in a year
0: as a four as a forward eligible player. I think what is playing for this year is to show Brisbane he's still got it and can keep going. I don't think another team is going to come with a contract for him unless he is prepared to sign somewhere for very, very cheap. So I maybe he's relevant as a cheaper forward option because he does only come in at about 400K, but just a little bit above that actually. But I don't think he's going to have a career year. I think he's just going to have one of those Solid years where he shows Brisbane that he can still play and perform at the higher level. So you think
1: in his contract year for Dan Zorko, he's essentially playing for his time to continue at Brisbane, but it's a it's a long way to get that average from 82 last year to be relevant this year.
0: Yeah. I th- as, as a super coach option, I think he's probably only going to average maybe 90. I just think he's not going to be part of that midfield rotation enough for him to average as well as he previously has. All right, let's talk
1: the blues. Uh, yeah. There's a few names here. Sam Doherty's at the top of the list. Reportedly he's actually already going to he's already agreed to a contract and it'll be signed before round 1, but to be honest, it'll be hard for him to uh, to improve in a contract year more than what he did last year because that
0: man is a boost. Yeah, great effort to overcome his health difficulties and play a full season or close to a full season. Um, he's he's one that Carlton want to want to keep around, and he he's part of the leadership group or was part of the leadership group. So he's one of their so he's one of the stalwarts there now, and I'd be shocked if he leaves. Um, great Supercoach option. We were talking before we hit record that if you were going to select one of the 600k options, he's probably the one that you would probably wanted to sol- want to select. Um, he's he can play midfield, off half back, scoring do- doesn't matter either pl- a- a- either position. Um, he's probably the 600k guy to pick if you're going to pick one in Absolutely. super coach this year.
1: Played all 22 games last year for an average of 109.6. Played two games uh, in the midfield to finish the season. I think he scored about a 121 and a 135 in those games. The guy's just uh, amazing and agree. I, th- I I don't think it'll be a contract year, though, because I believe he will have signed before the year starts. Uh, go through the rest of these names for the Blues, and I'll give you a thumbs-up, thumbs-down. Uh, Sam Durden. Uh, thumbs down from a super coach point of view. Uh, no relevance there. Uh, Lockie Plowman. Again, thumbs down. For, now, he's playing for a lot more than just a contract. He, we're now deep enough where he probably doesn't need to be in the side or close to it. So good luck, Lockie.
0: In saying that, though, as a free agent, the media is pretty strong about there being a key defensive positional shortage. So at 191 centimeters and can play as a t- can play on a taller opponent, there might be a team that picks him up as, as depth if nothing else.
1: I think I think he'll be on
0: a list next year for sure. For sure. Uh, have we talked about Ed Curno and David Cunningham?
1: No, we haven't. Uh, Ed Curno I don't think will play this year, and I think he'll retire at the end of the year. And David Cunningham is. He's playing for a lot of reasons, a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons. Uh, he's playing for primarily not just a contract, I reckon, a career because he can't stay on the park. Having said that, at $163,000, if he gets a sniff at it and can cement himself as that sort of in that forward, mid, outside-y, role, he is going to prevent some value, present some value for supercoaches uh, super out there has only played 16 games across the last three years. So he's just never on the park.
0: Now, the name that sticks out to me on this is Jack Silvani. There's been a couple of trade periods now where teams have made the, the, have, have asked the question of Carlton if they were willing to trade him. And I wouldn't say they've shut them down, but they have asked quite a lot in return. Now that he's a free agent, could a club come along with the right contract for him, where he does move, and could that, and could the prospect of that inspire a career year from him? I don't know if that, if that um, transfers to SuperCoach relevance, but could could we see him play above himself this season?
1: It hurts me to say this. He's had a very good couple of years. It hurts me to say this, but I I think there's a very real chance that he could leave at the end of the year. I'd be targeting him if I was another club that needs that sort of kind of tall uh third forward target that can also pressure, but he's also actually really good around the ball. Um there's he averaged 76.1 this year in Supercoach. So even if he has a career best year, which was his career best year, even if he has a career best year or a contract year, um, it's not going to be relevant to Supercoach. But I I would not be surprised come the end of the season to see him having fallen out of favour just because they want to put time into Tom DeConning and potentially looking at another club, which hurts me to say, but that's what I think. But there's no Supercoach relevance.
0: Let's move to Carlton's rivals, Collingwood.
1: Yeah, the The, um Pies.
0: The, the American is a free agent.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one, right? Because I think if he's available for free, someone could talk themselves
0: into him just because he's because um, he's tall. Yeah, there's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of players on the Collingwood free agency list. There's only four there. And I would say he is probably the one who is most likely to leave if any of them leave. Scott Pendlebury's there. You'd think that if he goes anywhere, it's into retirement. Cooper Murley is only on there because he got delisted to be re rookied Jeremy Howe's on there. He's probably either staying at the at Collingwood or retiring, like because got Pendlebury, and then there's Mason Cox who could move but probably doesn't. Who knows? He seems to be more interested in a media career at, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Any at the moment, any, anyway. So who knows where his interests lie after this season?
1: Well, Let's talk about Howe and Pendlebury because. And and more specifically, Pendlebury, because uh, we know he's stepped away from the captaincy. We know he is just historically a great player. We know he's moved, he's he's changed roles as well. I still find myself considering him as as an option, probably not at, like as a starting option, but as a as a player to look at um, to target around the buys. And I still think he's capable of pumping out a very good year because he's out of contract and the pressure of not having the captaincy, blah, blah, blah. I just think it's all going to add up to him getting back into triple digit average in
0: 2023. He well, he didn't get to Pendlebury as a nickname for no reason. So without the captaincy on his shoulders, he may find a little bit more freedom in the Collingwood lineup to do as he pleases and not have to sort of lead by example, even though you know he, st- he, he still will but he may play a little bit more freedom he may find himself he, he may find himself a little bit less selfless and more attacking for the ball more wanting to contribute to the game and it might mean that he becomes a super coach option again for us um, if he wasn't previously
1: yeah and wonder what's particularly with DPP uh mm-hmm. The way that works now. So I'll be watching him and, and Jeremy Howe's not someone I'm looking at in Super Coach. I know he, he played twenty one games last year, which was which was really solid, averaged eighty-four points. But there's no way he's he's getting back to sort of those ninety plus scores. I just I just don't see it.
0: Jeremy Howe's had some good seasons, had some good starts to seasons, had some good ends to seasons, but his durability has gone way downhill and I don't think he's someone that you can in good conscience start with.
1: All right, Essendon, Dyson Heppel's the probably the headline name, actually not the headline name, but uh, a name that's going to get garner a lot of attention because he seemed unwanted at the club almost at the end of 2022. He's available as a 480K defender, averaged 87.4 last year, playing for a contract demo is he someone who
0: could jump into relevancy because of that? I think it all depends on whether he gets the captaincy or not. If he doesn't get named as Essendon captain for the twenty twenty three season, I don't know if he plays twenty two games, twenty three games, or whatever it is. Yeah, I think
1: I, I think that's a very interesting, uh, particularly given Scott has said they want to play a really defensive a really defensive game uh, and and be really, I can't remember the exact word he used, but essentially being really careful out of defense um, and not wayward with the ball and like, no offense, Dyson, but that's not really what I would say his bread and butter is. He's not the most uh, beautiful kick of the footy and I don't think he's the most accountable player back there either.
0: No, no, and that's why I think, if he's not given captaincy, then he probably doesn't play the 23 games this season. And if he does get the captaincy, I don't think he's behind the ball. I think he's probably ahead of the ball where he can be more attacking like he is probably renowned for.
1: Anthony McDonald, tip and Woody, is a free agent. He obviously retired and came back. He's $209,000, but a small forward There's just... He could have the best career uh, press season ever, but he's just got no super coach relevancy to us, I don't think. Darcy Parish is... So I love Darcy Parish, uh, And at 610K, averaged 111 last year and 114 the year before. I just love Darcy Parish. I hope, hope, hope... I think his starting price of 620K or 610K is too much, but I would love him as a... In a in a contract year to just go ballistic and tear this thing apart.
0: You think he's too expensive at six hundred at at above six hundred k?
1: Yeah, I just I, I think if he was sub six hundred k, I'd be far more interested. But at six ten k, that's I mean I think he's going to give you one ten, which is which is good, and that's 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 the price tag to get you hundred and ten. I'd love him to get me a one fifteen a game don't know if he's got it in him.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I um I think Essendon will be really keen to put a put a contract in front of him as quick as possible to get that pen to paper. Uh how much they offer him, how much other teams going to offer him. It's going to be all very interesting to watch. I think I think Essendon's the right, the right system for him. I think they need to just tell themselves that he's a midfielder and not move him around the ground so much. Um, Sorry. I I keep looking at Mason Redman. Yeah. A a lot, a lot of people are picking him in their defense and he's come out to the media a little bit this, this week that says, he wants to be considered for captaincy. He wants to be one of the main drivers out of the back line. He wants to be a part of Brad Scott's system. He loves what Brad Scott has brought to the table. He's saying all the right things. He's playing the right role. He's in the right position. Could we see Mason Redmond pump out a triple figure average like that begins with 11
1: <laughs> it's not. Look, the, he is a real consideration for me in defense. I know I spent four weeks last season after I traded him in saying I would never, ever, ever pick him again. I think I traded him in when he was coming up against M, uh, Collingwood. He scored 49, then 176. And I thought, all right, I forgive you. But then he went 68, 63, 55. So he had a terrible, terrible end of the year. But he's prime. Me picking him territory for exactly as you said. I think he's saying all the right things. He wants as much cash as humanly possible, and the best way to do that is by playing good footy. And we know he's going to be in a super super coach friendly role, the second best super coach role there is, rebounding defender. The best is obviously like inside mid, but it's all lining up for a very big year for Mason Redmond, and and as you said, uh, a one ten average. It's a huge jump. it's an 18 point jump on what he did last year. but I, I believe.
0: Eight, 18 point jumps in averages used to be laughed at, but we've seen it happen so many times over the last few years now removing 2020 because that year was a bit strange for averages. but we've seen it happen like it's it's no longer a it's it's no longer a fantasy scenario where this could happen because we've seen it happen now over the last couple of years with quite a few players.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, he's definitely, definitely someone I'm um, considering for my team. At one point last year, I'm just trying to see if they still show the the rolling average. Uh, no, I can't see the rolling average anymore. But at, at one point last year, he had triple figure average, which was uh, pretty, pretty huge. All right, Fremantle, your boys. Couple of well, one very interesting name in this free agent list, Demo.
0: Yeah, Nat Fife. Um, I think I think he'll play on. I think they'll offer him a contract, assuming he doesn't break down middle of the year and doesn't return. I I think he's gonna sign at least another twelve months at the Dockers. Um, Joel Hamling, he's 169k. I don't think he's first choice defender, but they're trying to work him in somehow. So I don't think he's n- not going to play. I just don't think he's going to play 23 games. Uh, Lucky Schultz is on this list because he's was delisted and then put on the rookie list, but he has to be upgraded to the senior list at the end of this year, and I think that will happen. The name that I've left out, Michael Walters. I'm not saying select him in Supercoach. Good. But he he's slimmed down. He wants to prove he can still perform at the highest level. And I don't know if he's at Fremantle next year. His good oh, mate, his good mate Ross Lyon at St <sighs> Kilda, the guy that got him back on track, the guy that helped him and his family immensely during his time at Fremantle, is now in charge of another team. They need a bit of they need a bit of leadership. They need a bit of culture. They've Michael got Holt,
1: seven players that are exactly the same role as him. But yes, that that's but, that's exclusively how they recruit. But,
0: But Michael Walters might have changed his name to Jack. (laughs) I
1: love it. I love it. That's one to watch. Um, Yeah, I think uh, definitely not someone I'm looking at in Supercoach at 365K uh, because it's been two years of mid-60s averages. But, yes, interesting. and, And just for the record, Nat 5 currently in my hypothetical team, just for those listening home, I don't actually have a team. I'm just putting players in my brain that I like. And Nat 5... Based purely on history, and contract status is currently in there. Geelong, a couple of players here: uh, John Segler, we don't have much relevance for Sam Menegola, we don't have much Super Coach relevance for Isaac Smith. Even as a forward, no relevance. Reece Stanley, no relevance. And Tyson Stengel, last year was the year to pick him. But just, Tom just Hawkins, move, just, just move on to Gold yeah, Coast. Go. There's,
0: there's, there's, there's no relevance here. Mark Tarzan and Tom Hawkins are legitimate options I mean they're they're options but they're not going to leave Geelong
1: no but we're talking about are they going to give us value because they're out of contract or do you think there's no pressure for them to perform because they know what they're worth
0: I like T- Tom Hawkins was on the free agency list like last year. He got a 12-month extension. Like it do- it-, it. Yeah, he's averaged 94. Yeah, that was it- good. And it doesn't yeah, but it- but he's always in the top six forwards. It doesn't matter.
1: Okay. That's true. And
0: and Mark Blitzov is gonna play play the same role regardless of where he is. So I think I, I think there's no relevance at Geelong. I think these players are- you're gonna get what you're gonna get. Geelong's Ge- Geelong players don't play for a contract. They they play just to get the sub vest.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Let's move on to Gold Coast. A couple of free agents here, or uh, well not? Well, these are all free agents, but a couple of players here who came across as free agents this year. Jed Anderson signed with them. I can't see a whole lot of I'm value so- there. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but what a sad list of free agents. I know. Jed Anderson, Connor Blakely, Levi Casbolt. Charlie Constable, Sanday, and Jake Stein. We don't even need to spend any time. the The one, the, if if there's a space in the back line, Cotter Blakely will play a few games at the start of the year. But beyond that, uh, yeah, none of these guys we need to discuss.
0: No. And then at the Giants, top of their list is Phil Davis. He was he, he was going to retire. So if he's so if he's probably going to retire into this year. Instead, now Matt Flynn. Mm. We haven't heard anything out of the Giants about how their Ruckman will line up.
1: I was legitimately thinking about this today. I was listening to the Pod Pod with uh, um, with Dossie, uh, but they were talking about Braden Proust, and I was like, I hadn't thought about a GWS Ruckman in a long time. Well, <laughs> I thought maybe one of them's relevant. Yeah, like. I don't think that it's Matt Flip.
0: Braden Proust kind of. If we were to think of the Richmond system that Adam Kingsley has come from, Brayden Proust kind of resembles an Ivan Soldo, and Kieran Briggs kind of resembles a Toby Nankervis. Matt Flynn doesn't resemble shit. No, no he doesn't. Uh, I mean, this is I mean that. I mean, I'm not saying he's a shit Ruckman. I'm saying he doesn't no, no, resemble no. anything that Adam yeah. Kingsley is familiar with from the systems that he's been in.
1: I've got a big thing for Kieran Briggs. I'd love, I'd love for him to come in and be the Ruckman at GWS at 254K. I would just love that. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I'd just love it. But, yeah, I, I Matt Flynn, he could have, it doesn't matter what he does this year really because I don't think it, it has an impact in Supercoach. But Harrison Himmelberg <laughs> being out of contract and a free agent coming off a year where he was just bloody dominant when he played behind the ball. Is very very
0: enticing. He's enticing, but the Giants are still playing with Leon's cube and don't know where to play him. Basically,
1: yeah. It basically depends on Aaron Cadman.
0: Yeah, they basically said as long as the sooner Aaron Cadman picks up the pace of the level of the AFL of of the AFL let level of play, the sooner. Harry Himmelberg will return to defence. But right now, they want him down there to kind of protect him.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tough one to read because they've also said that they look at it Himmelberg as an All-Australian uh, defender. So why would they knowingly <laughs> keep him in the Vaughan line if they know he's good? So
0: There's uh, some real Matt Rendell areas coming out yes. of GWS in that well, space.
1: I'm maintaining the faith. I think I think in a career year, he produces a score... Assuming he's allowed to play behind the ball, I think he averages, uh, let's say, ninety-eight to hundred and three points per game.
0: Yeah, I would, I, I would say that as well. And, and there's some games last season where after he was moved to defence, he was scoring like one forties for fun. So yeah, yeah, yeah He scored a one thirty against Carlton. I saw that. that was he's fun. um, if 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 he's lining up in defence in round one. And you can run to your team and make the change I'm bef- before the bounce b- before the bounce down. Make that change. I think you should make that change.
1: Other it's- free agents: demo, Lucky Keith, Daniel Lloyd, and Ward, and Jacob. Where none of them are relevant, and and Ward, I don't think, is physically capable of having a, like a career best year. And he's certainly, I think, he's only mid eligible as well, which I was a little surprised by. I thought he might have. Played enough
0: behind the ball.
1: Yeah, he's mid only.
0: So that almost rules him out entirely as a potential super coach option anyway. Dylan Moore yeah. is on the Hawthorne free agency list. Yeah. But so is Fergus Rand and Seamus Mitchell, but that's because they were previously delisted. Yeah. Well, Dylan well, Moore's on Moore's there. Yeah. That's why Dylan Moore's there. Hawthorne, you stupid, stupid team. Uh,
1: it's the best thing. It's like the, it's like the best decision the AFL has made. The only asterisk next to that is that Marbia Choll gets a second-round pick in uh, compensation. And, yes, he was very good, but he was delisted. So why do you get compensation? Anyway, Can, Dylan Moore, hang on.
0: delisted free agent. Can we go back to that compensation thing just for a second? Because mm-hmm. I've just been reminded of something. So in the NFL, if a free agent moves, sometimes the compensation gets awarded straight away. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the compensation gets awarded based on the year that they have following their move. You're so, right. f- so for example, the Green Bay Packers are probably only going to get awarded a seventh round selection for the move of one of their defensive linemen because he didn't have that great of a year, and potentially the Packers signing someone else will cancel out getting that seventh round pick entirely.
1: Sounds like a whole lot of herbs and spices to me, but at least yeah, there's there's some some like some some measurable stats behind it because it's based on something that's happened. Would you um, like to
0: see something like that introduced to the AFL, or do you think that makes it too difficult?
1: No, no, that's the, the, the AFL would stuff it up. I'd say the NHL have got it. The NHL's I think the NHL's one. It's essentially like everything's a third round or oh, a pick later. Or later, unless they sign like a ridiculous, crazy contract, and then we might consider something higher than that. I, I still think, I still think, no compensation is the best compensation. But yeah, I, you can't mess with the draft. That's my biggest issue with it.
0: Okay, if we keep talking about compensation, you'll um, destroy a blood, blood vessel. And, <laughs> and yes. Yeah, uh, so anyway, Dylan Moore. Yeah, huge pick. Clubs delisting players, then becoming free agents. We get to see how dumb clubs are and essentially how good players can be because getting a D-list and put onto the rookie list kind of lights a fire up some players' butts and we've seen Dylan Moore turn himself into potentially a premium forward.
1: We talked about 18-point increases being possible before. Guess what? This guy did it last year. He went from 76 to 94 uh, to 95. So, He's absolutely in my team as we speak, my theoretical team in the front of my head. I did not know he was a free agent and out of contract. Doesn't that just excite me even more? Doesn't that oh, Doesn't that excite me even Dylan more?
0: Pick him. How funny, how funny would it be if Hawthorne delisting him that one time to create list space... Comes out to bite them because someone comes along with a nice, juicy contract, like Melbourne, potentially, and says, here is 450k a year. Yep. Come come to the demons. How, fu- how funny would that be?
1: I'd love it. It's exactly what happened with the, well, not exactly, but similar to what happened with the Hugh Greenwood thing. I love it. I love it. Uh, Melbourne, don't have anyone we care about. Luke Dunstan, James Jordan, Alex Neil Bullen. I'm sure they're all very nice men, but I don't care about them for Supercoach.
0: North Melbourne, though, Todd Goldstein, top of the list. I still
1: think he's one of the safest ruck options we have this year. Is that crazy?
0: (laughs) Do you think... We all saw how Clarko loved Ben McAvoy... Could you see him turning Todd Goldstein into that?
1: I don't know if Todd Goldstein. I don't know if you've ever seen Todd Goldstein run. Uh, I don't don't know if he can do anything but stand in the ruck. To be honest with you, Um, but what I can see is Clarko going shit. I want to win games. The best way to do that is getting the ball into the hands of guys like Cunnington and um, Davis Uniac and... Uh,
0: For, fourth quarter, down by 12 Stephen. points, Goldstein, Shields, Howe, Cunnington. Yeah, legit. All, all into the midfield, all into the middle, just to what? get the ball forward a couple of times.
1: I've got no reason to to, to sort of justify this. I just don't see Clarko... I, I see Todd Goldstein being the Ruckman. I don't think Clarko's playing, kind of stuffing around with it. So... He's like, what what's he, What did he average last year? 92. He's out of contract. He's probably coming towards, oh, he's still got years left in him, but they're going to be one-year deals, you'd think. Um, what does he need to do to get his average up? He averaged 93 last year. Yeah, he probably averaged 100 the year before, 112 in the shortened year, 112, 101. Like, he's got a history of scoring. He's probably, he's probably not going to get back to triple figures, is he? I mean, I can, but I can see him doing it. I just don't know, Damo.
0: And the Rucks are so hard this year. It's hard to rule anyone in and rule anyone out until we've seen these preseason games.
1: I'm going to remain hopeful that him being out of contract, Clarko coming in, him having guys like Cunnington come back into that midfield so he's actually got someone who can he get the ball once he hits it down to the ground. I'm going to, I'm going to be positive here and think that his... Out of contract, you can see a boost in his score. I don't know if it's going to be enough to warrant selection in Classic.
0: What about Harry, I mean, Ben McKay? <laughs> uh, all year it's going to be just
1: Carlton fans saying, we should
0: get Ben McKay to our team because
1: his brother plays with us. Um, so, look, he'll have. He'll, I reckon he'll probably have the best year he's ever had.
0: He's another one who... He's a key defender. Clubs, yeah, want key, club, clubs want key defenders. He's coming out of contract at the perfect time.
1: Yeah, his price is going to be huge. He, he's going to be a really probably well-paid player at the end of this year. Um, On their list, they've also got Dan Howe, Liam Shields, who they just bought in, Kane Turner, who's perennially going to be on this list forever, and uh, Jack Zebel, who is going to be banished. You'd think, has he been trading in defence though? Or did I read that right?
0: So the role that he had, what was it, twenty twenty? Was it twenty twenty? Yeah. Everyone had him in the, in their forward line. Twenty twenty one. He's he's playing that role again, or supposed to be playing that role again. Three
1: hundred fifty six k. Yeah, it's interesting.
0: I, I, we answered a question on this on the mailbag with Swiz, uh last week. I, I I can't do it, especially I, yes. like he's not the only avenue out of defence anymore.
1: I can't do it, but he's definitely going to outperform his average of 65. That's what I'll say. So in that sense, a contract year for him is going to be a boon to his scoring, but uh, a 65 baseline is not a very good baseline.
0: We'll go to Port Adelaide. Travis Boak playing with the forwards. Do they think he could potentially have a second coming like Robbie Gray did? Who knows?
1: He could. Not for Supercoach, though. Not for Supercoach.
0: Um, Riley was Bonner last year. Sorry, ri- sorry, I cut you off there. Riley Bonner, the Phantom always thinks this guy's going to break out. He's moved on now. Now he's all on Tom Green or yeah. Errol Golden, but Riley Bonner. No one's talking about him. I, think, that's,
1: I think there's a good reason for that.
0: <laughs> he plays a Supercoach friend a friendly role, if. He can get his game together. He's a chance. He's 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 someone who honestly wouldn't surprise me if we get to round eight and I click on his name and he's averaged 108 over and he's got a five round average of 108. Damo,
1: I think you're crazy, but that's the beauty of this. I just I just don't see it. I just don't see it. I,
0: I don't see it. I mean, it. <laughs> I'm not gonna start him because it's no. cause because it's gonna be a nightmare. But it wouldn't surprise me if round eight. I'm looking for upgrades. Five round average. Riley Bonner, 108.
1: Um, God, if that happens, I'll I'll buy your beer. Next on this, Trent uh, Charlie Dixon, no super coach relevance. He'll be much of a muchness again. Uh, should be healthier than he was last year. This year, so maybe seen up, uh, an upward trend in, in total points because he'll play more games, but um, average isn't going to be relevant. Trent Jumont, not relevant. Tom Jonas, not relevant. Scott Lysette, Damo, who very, very quickly is working his way into, I think, well, definitely my ruck, and I, and I know you're considering him as well.
0: It's, it feels like the carpet's being rolled out for him, doesn't it? Because does. free agency, so contract year, he's playing for his next payday, Jeremy Finlayson's going to be out for a couple of months with an injury. They're not He's... going to
1: roll with like a Bryn Tegel or a Vincentini or they're just not going to do that over a guy like Scott Lysette. It's it's seriously, he might be, it might be him and Todd Goldstein. Lysette <laughs> and forget. <laughs> And he's, ha- he's got a pedigree of scoring. Admittedly, he's not had the super heights of of you know what we expect from our 120-plus Ruckman, but averaged 101 across 18 games in 2019, 97 in the shortened season 2020, 94 in 2021, and then he only played four games last year, still averaged 87 coming back from injury and, and all that. So a guy that, I, yeah, I, again, a guy that I'm really, really heavily considering. farmer that he's not forward eligible anymore.
0: If there is one thing that does worry me about him, and you pointed this out last season, Scott Lysett is very easy to score against mm. because he doesn't nullify his opponents. Yeah. So you yep. found that during the four games that he played, he gave away the most points to opposition Ruckman.
1: Oh, yeah, he's a bit of a... He can be a bit of a sieve.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's the only thing that is probably stopping me f- straight away from picking him. Um, let's
1: move on. Trent McKenzie and Dylan Williams, also free agents, also not relevant. Richmond, well, they're never particularly relevant in super coach conversations, are they? But go through their list of free agents.
0: Nathan Broad, potentially relevant. A club in WA might want him draw him back home. Jason Castania, Trent Cochin, Dylan Grimes, Camden McIntosh. Biggie Nguyen, Jack Rewalt, Robbie Tarrant. You'd expect the only name in that list was the name I mentioned, and he was Supercoach relevant last season. Ish. Ish. Well,
1: Ish. He, not... he was pretty solid for total points. Yes. He was the 93rd ranked player in Supercoach last year. Averaged 83.
0: I think he, aver- I think he averaged... 90 plus after the buy.
1: But yeah, I mean he definitely could uh he definitely could have upside to his price, particularly in a contract year, particularly if he's got interest from outside. I just am not confident that uh the upside's enough.
0: He's someone's gonna play every week that is fit for Richmond and he's a solid contributor for him and there might be a team in WA where he's from who might want to draw him back home, but I think that he's either going to stay at Richmond and get a nice payday there, or moving in a nice payday elsewhere. I don't think he's playing for anything in particular.
1: Let's talk St Kilda, mate. Not? The ruckman, no one's talking about Tommy Campbell, three hundred and two thousand ruck
0: forward. We're not talking about him for a good, for a good reason though.
1: Mate, he might be the only tall person left the rate they're going. They've lost a key forward every week. he's injured too. Is he?
0: He's injured too. Oh, my goodness. Who do they have? Well, they're looking at a guy from Carlton's VFL program now. Gee whiz. Um, All
1: right, well, let's move on from Tom Campbell. (laughs) Um, Jade Gresham is an exciting player who I was huge on last year as a breakout contender, and while I had him in my team... He was a pretty solid scorer, um, and then of course he stopped being a pretty solid scorer.
0: You know, he was funny? good last year. He, he
1: was people kind of forget, but he opened the year with uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight scores of ninety-nine plus in the first thirteen games, and that's a that's a decent hit rate. Uh, he just kind of he got hurt and got some niggles, and then never really. And then he missed obviously the the last four games of the season. But he's certainly someone I think who can improve on their average in a contract year.
0: You know how we were talking about when we were doing the depth charts that Jaden Stevenson is the kind of player that Alistair Clarkson will probably hate? Yeah. I feel like Jade Gresham is the kind of player that Ross Lyon would probably hate.
1: <laughs> okay, that's good to know. <laughs> Just Ross Lyon's gonna spite spite Jade Gresham out of a, a decent free agency contract.
0: I think, I think he's gonna he's gonna be one of those players. that's in, out, in, out. I don't think he's gonna be twenty two games. Just by what I know of Ross Lyon, in saying that though, Ross Lyon reckons he's changed, so he could play. But <laughs> tw- could play tw- twenty two games and hate a different type of player now. But he just feels like the kind of Player that Ross Lyon will be like, nah, I don't like you anymore.
1: Yep, fair enough. Also on this list, Dan McKenzie, Jimmy Webster, Webster, and Mason Wood. The Saints have Lance Franklin. That's going to be a name. I'm sure we'll have plenty of articles saying oh, the Saints. You mean the Sid- uh, you mean Sydney-, Sydney? Sydney have Lance Franklin. I'm sure we're going to see plenty of articles of people saying, oh, there's some interest. There's some interest from uh, from the Blues or whoever it is.
0: There's also interest from retirement villages. It's going to be forty.
1: Yeah, uh, Lewis Malikan, Dane Rampy and Sam Reed. It's not a particularly exciting list of players, but it's a particularly experienced list of players.
0: West Coast have Jamie Cripps, Shannon Hearn, Jeremy McGovern, Luke Shuey, and then Zane True and Isaiah Window because they were delisted. Again. There's nothing really here that's going to be Supercoach relevant. Jeremy McGovern, though.
1: Well, I'm more interested in a Shannon Hearn, as you pointed out in our chat. Like, we said do not pick him all year, and he played 19 games and averaged 105. That's
0: a really good return. It is, but his surname also sounds like the noise his hamstrings make whenever he takes a kick out. So, I don't think you can select him.
1: No, no, neither, neither, Yeah. It's the same thing as last year. Copy, paste. And Jamie McGovern, I also don't think you can pick just based on his injury history, but he is an appealing price at sub 500K.
0: The only reason I point out Jamie McGovern earlier is because our good mate, Foz Daddy Matt Forrest, who you wrote the Whispers article with, he had him the year that he finished top 100 a couple of years ago. Interesting. He brought him in as the final piece in his defense. And it's what separated him from some of the from people around his rankings. It's what's moved him up and the rest down because Jeremy McGovern was able to put together a few performances against higher ranked teams because the ball was coming down there that, 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 that often. So I'm not saying he's severely relevant to start with, but he's not someone you should cross off your list.
1: I like it, Demo. I like it. That's a good point. Uh, Western Bulldogs will round this one out. Oscar Baker, Taylor Durea, Ryan Gardner. No relevance from those three to us. Tom Liberatore, who I swear is out of contract every year. He's out of contract and a free oh,
0: agent. It wouldn't surprise me if the AFL website has no idea what his contract is.
1: Yeah, well, that's a good point. Average one hundred and five last year, one hundred and three the year before, one hundred and sixty year before that. He's not going to improve dramatically enough, regardless, uh, to be selectable as a mid-only player. Toby McLean, Damo, I know we talked about him before the pod, and he hasn't been training in the a, in the A team. I'm still backing him in at one hundred and seventy-eight k, and I think, I think he's going to well and truly increase his average of
0: zero from last year i you know yeah obviously i (laughs) i I, he's he's going to at least be the sub most most weeks if if if, if he's not in the 22 so i think he's going to be a good selection i just don't know if he's going to play 22 games in the main squad there's a name on this list that i think will fly under the radar but could be a very solid pick for a team if he ends up at the right place go on bailey williams
1: he uh has the capability of being both super coach relevant and real football relevant given the opportunity to play the right the 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 right role uh, averaged 84 in 2020, 77 in 2021 across 19 games Played 21 games for an average of 57.6 last year, but had a few games where he was either the sub or was subbed out. And you know, he wasn't amazing last year, but I agree with you. I think, I think in a career he's going to outperform his, his price point of an average of 57.6. And I think he's going to be probably somewhere else next year. And I think he'll become a a, a sturdy contributor, like a Nick Newman Esque level of contributor
0: see i was more thinking that he could potentially well we talked about daniel rich potentially coming to the end could bailey williams be the new daniel rich at brisbane
1: lucky cowan's the new daniel rich but uh (laughs) bailey williams could definitely put his hand up for the mantle uh, also, on that list was Tim O'Brien and Rourke Smith. So, a few uninteresting players there. But, Demo, mostly we just wanted to talk free agency.
0: Yeah. And I put Bailey Williams in the same conversation as Jeremy McGovern and Nathan Broad for potential super country relevancy down the track. Not to yeah. start with, but, no. if they ha- but if they have good years and you need someone solid towards the end of the season, they might be someone to have a look at.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, that was fun. We covered off a lot of rubbish, Damo, so thank you for joining me.
0: It's been good to be here. Uh, thanks for having me on and uh, thanks for plugging the mailbag at the beginning of the episode.
1: Yep. Get your questions in, hashtag Mailbag. email them in. It's on Twitter. Comment it on the website. Surely by now you know the drill community. Uh, Go Blues.